chicken soup. Yes, welcome everybody. It is Thursday. It is nine. So it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, Mr. P and Mr. J? Pretty good. I'm great. I'm great. How are you guys doing on the late night across the pond? Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting cold, my man. Getting cold. <laughs> although although we're cold, we have the glowing warmth of Jay Tuck to help us through the night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Eagles fans might disagree with that, but you know, but you know, yeah. patient, as long as you guys love me, that's all. That's it. Exactly. No, just keep it going. What you did last week, I loved it. And I was sharing what you were doing. It was amazing. I'm like enemy number one right now. Oh, <laughs> part, it just hasn't stopped. I'm just like, all right, you know, it's Thursday. I dropped like three videos on the Lions. Are we done? They're like, no, we got a bye week. We're not done. I'm like, oh, Lord. So, yeah. yeah. But listen, there's been a few times I've had to step in as well. And I'm just like, I, I just provided some facts and I get no response back. And I'm like, right, oh, I know. Oh, oh, facts? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, oh Hassan Reddick's better than Micah Parsons. I'm yeah. like, eh, oh, no, yeah. it's not. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And here, I, here's the long list of facts why he is not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I had some guy go, uh, uh, on Twitter telling me, and he was going, oh, you guys can't run for, and there was a you know a swear word in there and it's like you guys can't run and i was just like yes i would much prefer to have 3.5 yards per carry than 6.2 right you're right whatever, you silence whatever. silence whatever yeah yeah that's, that's it you just get it yeah whatever. like all right i get it i get and what, it you know. and then what you get is you get them with the funny bit and i just i gave up at this i thought i'm not getting into this but what they'll do is they'll then at other eagles so it's like yeah. help me help yeah, me don't get, get them get them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there must be something i could do yeah yeah so, um small so, mind it's very small mind mentality they have yeah you know it's i, I I'll, I'll zip it when it comes to this fan yeah. base everything i say right now is just you know yeah Enough of them. We're yeah, now, we're we're, now, we're we're now moving on to the Lions. Do they have right, a UK Eagles? Nope, probably not. They're probably not that. They, they actually do. Yeah, they're they're, they're all right with us too. Uh, they're actually they're actually a nice bunch of guys. Believe okay. it or not. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, just, it just must be actual people from that neck of the woods, yeah. that way. Yeah. 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 It's the Pennsylvania thing. Maybe it's the weather there. It just gets to them. Well, I will say this a lot of it is online because, you know, I've been to a lot of Eagles, Cowboys games, and the friends yeah. the, are fans in person. They're not that bad, you know. But online, if they if they don't have a, a Avi or they're, they're pitching their Avi, it's it's all hell breaks loose, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, like you say, we 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 can we can bury that one down and we move on to uh, the Detroit Lions. Um, so as always, guys, we can see the comments coming in. So bring your comments, questions, quotes. If you've got anything for J Tech too, um, he'll be able to provide you a bit more insight. Um, even if it's about Kansas as well. They got Baylor this weekend, haven't they? Yeah, I got Baylor. Kind of slump, but there's some good news that I think JD Daniels might not be back this week, but maybe mm. next. So you know, yeah. it's a great story. You know, if you just love football in general, to see this team has been at the bottom dwellers for so long, it's kind of come out of nowhere. And it's a testament to Coach Leipold, what he's doing to that organization. Um, and these kids are playing. Like, even though they're losing, they, they're playing close games. I think OU was their biggest loss. But, uh, you know, that yeah. TCU game, it was fun to be at um, College Game Day, which is one of my favorite yeah. shows every Saturday yeah, morning. Yeah. 
I had my dad's caught it sign. Um, <laughs> I see you know, that. Yeah. Good environment, you know, for college football. And they got a lot of talent out there. So I love what they're going on mm-hmm. with the Jayhawks. So. And I even seen your um your pose in the press box. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I was you know, in the press box. So, you know, we're, we're moving on up a little bit, man. But you, you know, you're getting classy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. be hoodie Jay Tuck in the, in the press box, you know. That's it. Yeah. In the, <laughs> throw, yeah. Throw it. Like hand sigh, or you know, like yeah, yeah you can't do that. And the hardest part about right. being in the press box, to be honest with you guys, like you got to be neutral. So it's like mm. Kansas might score, ah. and I'd be like, <laughs> you know, you can't show any emotions. You can't, you know. Oh, great. So, yeah. so, so that's the final. I think we generally we have been very fair when, when it comes to when we know when we like, especially for us as Cowboys fans, when mm-hmm. if we're doing, we're, if we're doing trap or doing not so well. We can mm-hmm. still praise the other team and say, okay, that was a really good executed play. Like right. we, we, we can be very complimentative out there. Mm-hmm. But and, and uh, we're not we're not just basically just saying, oh, this team's rubbish, no, like right. whatever and that. So I tend to find like especially yourself, Jeta, you are very complimentative when it comes to other teams out there, even the Eagles out there. Yeah. Even like 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 and people don't have that blind vision about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I did a whole scouting report and film session on things they do good. And the things they do bad, but they focus on everything I said they do bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I mean, like we've had Brad Sham on before, and I've said to him, I'm like, how do you stay neutral when, like, and he's like, if you ever watch a camera on me, he's like, the body language will tell you I'm excited, but mm-hmm. the voice stays calm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, and that's the one thing I probably would never be able to do it for the Cowboys because I love them back. Yeah, yeah, you just you lose know, it. You're just like. Deck. <laughs> yeah, you would, wouldn't you? You just wouldn't be able to help yourself. Yeah, exactly. like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Like, so in the UK, there's a TV show, um, Soccer AM, um, basically had the fan cam, basically the fans yeah. com- com- <laughs> commentating the game. It is funny. And, and it's hilarious. So you have Arsenal fans playing Manchester United, and they're uh, and be like, a fan I, of each team. I, I, and next thing there is like, oh my God, I can't believe that. That was shocking. <laughs> absolutely going, going crazy. Crazy. I need to send you some clips of it. It's, it's hilarious. I'm just thinking, like, if you were to do that with the NFL, that would be more entertaining than watching yeah. like, uh, like Troy Aitman or whoever and that is on the box. Right. You say that. Have you ever heard, uh, and it's brilliant, have you ever heard Snoop Dogg doing commentary? Mm-hmm. Oh, for the UFC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. No, he does it. He's done it. He's done it for the N- He's done it for the NFL, but the oh. best one. What? Yeah, yeah, he's done a game for the NFL. Man. I think it was with Nickelodeon. Ah, oh, so it was. That's right. But the best one is, what? Well, what's that sport called? Dressage with the horses? Uh-huh, yeah. He did that. Oh, wow. He just flabbergasted. He doesn't know what to say. I, I knew he did the UFC because he did the whole infamous Sean O'Malley stream. He's, like, oh. yeah, He's yeah. like, O'Malley! Pure stream. <laughs> like, drinking gin and juice with Uriah Faber live on stream. Like, like, yeah. That's where sports you know, media is transitioning. Like, you know, what you guys do, what I do. Like, you can have some personality and have some fun and still provide context. I think that's yeah. what makes this kind Absolutely. of the new wave. And, you know, quick story, my very first big boy job was um, the Kansas Jayhawks basketball team. And I'm a huge, you know, national champions KU basketball fan. They told me like, Hey, yeah. you know, come to the game. We need you to cover. Cause it's like the chiefs had some stuff going on. Like, I can't make it. Can you go? Cause I know, you know, your stuff. Cool. And my guy, Darren's like, 
Chuck, do not wear any KU like gifts. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. But this is KU versus Kentucky, one of the biggest blue blood matchup yeah. rivals in pretty much college history. And the first time they've been playing in Lawrence, I show up, man, full KU gear, hat, socks. <laughs> and the guy looked at me, he was like, you coming in here? I was like, uh, they, they, they were they were being serious. I shouldn't have worn this. Yeah, I wow. should have I should have taken heed to the wind. It's so, so literally I just take off my sweater and like put on my jacket. So I'm in like a white t-shirt and crap. And I was like, yeah, okay. So you learn first day on the job. <laughs> and that's oh, always the best man. way to do it, man. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, moving on from Snoop Dogg uh, and Kansas as well. Um, <laughs> we've got this weekend's game, uh, which is against the Detroit Lions. So do this before we get into the offense and everybody at home as well answer this question. And it's always a nice way to start. But I'll start with you, Tuck, because you're the special guest. Just straight out of the gate, just what is your initial thoughts on this weekend's game? What's your feelings about Detroit Lions and how the Cowboys are going to play? I feel good about it, and I think a lot of that's due to Dak Prescott coming back because I feel like our defense is still going to remain solid. Some people are having questions about the defense based off of what they saw on Sunday. But listen, man, we're not going to see that RPO college-style offense anytime soon, probably until Christmas, even though Jared Goff uses legs a little bit. But from an offensive standpoint, it's just like, all right, I need to see more efficiency, and I feel like Dak's going to boost that because I'm going to be honest with you all. I was watching the game on Sunday. As soon as the Eagles score, I'm like, man, can we match that? Like, can we, can we, can we drive back down the field? <laughs> like, you know, and so to yeah. not have that question anymore, and to also think about it from the standpoint that we do have Michael Gallup back as well, and getting back back, and we could possibly get mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz, which is a whole other conversation. So, you know, I feel like it's going to be a, a, a better game than a lot of people are giving credit because the Detroit Lions aren't the kind of team you can just lay over and kind of run through anymore. Offense statistically, they're the tops of the NFL. But when I watched that film, I did a video of it today, and the defense is kind of just don't watch it and drive, you know, because you can fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> you know? So definitely. that's going to be interesting to see how that matches. But I think our defense will fare well versus their offense, and our offense should have a big day of explosion mm-hmm. versus their defense. Yeah, and I'll get to you now, Paul, but you, you kind of reiterated something I talked about yesterday is that the thing that the Dallas offense is missing, like especially with Cooper Rush there, was just that ability to just walk a touchdown in downfield, to just start from wherever they start from, like say the 25-yard line, and just walk all the way down the field and into the end zone. And, you know, with Dak, they have that ability. But, Paul, what give me your thoughts. What's your What's your thoughts on this weekend's game? I know. I know your answer already, mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm feeling pretty confident, but at the same time, and Big Labastri made the comment, it, it could potentially be a trap game as well. But mm-hmm. I do, but I'm more, I'm definitely more in favour that we're going to get the win. It's going to be interesting, though, from from the defensive line point of view, because like the Detroit Lions are tied with the Los Angeles Chargers with the lowest sacks in the NFL right now, with seven. So their offensive line are, despite their where they are in the lead right now, their offensive line are pretty good right now. Like they've got pay, uh, oh, what's the guy um we were looking at the draft well pretty well yeah, Penny Penny yeah. Yeah. yeah so he's actually he's he's came on a lot this year. So mm-hmm. um so in, in, in run blocking he's doing really well mate. Oh, oh yeah absolutely so um it'll be very interesting to see how we get uh, get to Jared Goff and st- uh, uh, but in terms of our offense um yeah um that coming back, massive factor. Uh, Dalton Schultz is like fully fit, 
right now? Like yeah, basically full injury practice. Full, full practice. practice. So, so we're basically going out guns blazing. But I think the main question is like, what is Kelly Moore going to do in terms of the distribution? Is he going to be like splitting it 50-50 between run and passing? Or is it going to be more passing or more run? Like that's mm. the thing I'm kind of clogging. I'm not too sure in my head right now. That's the magic question. That's the magic question. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get the news and updates, and then we can get on with the offense, guys. So let's hit this. All right. So the good news is, is the injury report, unless you know any more, um, mind you, JTAC, what we've got here is that um, Dak is talking about playing this weekend. Very, very recently, as early as today, uh, just a, a, a couple of hours ago, saying, yeah, I feel good. I'm ready to play. C.D. Lamb has said the same thing, which we'll get on to in a moment. So it's all looking like Dak is a thumbs up to play. So, um, and there, yeah, that's right. Um, so, yes, it is good news to see. Um, we talked, obviously, just now about uh, Dalton Schultz. He's a full participant. The only guy who hasn't been a full participant Yesterday, but was today's CD Lamb. Mm-hmm. From what I gather, JTAC, tell me if this is wrong. Or uh, he took a bump on the hip last week, and they're just taking precautions that he feels fine, but they were just limiting him um, both yesterday and today to bring him into the full gen. Is that right? Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's just something like he got a bruise or something, but. Here's what always concerns me. Whenever you hear hip, <laughs> you just freak out. You oh, know? Yeah. And so when it comes to the hip, especially in any for any athlete, right? You know, you just want to be you know, very strategic at how you handle it. But it sounds like it's nothing too crazy that we need to be alarmed about because C. Lamb said he feels fine. They're kind of just monitoring it throughout the week. But you know, when I kept seeing hip, especially last week, I'm just like, all right, hip, hip again out, you know, mm-hmm. it limited, you know, those are two things you don't want to see when it comes to the, the report. Um, yeah. I think Lamb's perfectly going to be perfectly fine. And I'm sure he's ecstatic to have Dak Prescott back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is uh, the only other news coming in is Tyron Smith. He's taking steps forward to coming back as well. Uh, and Damone Clark is practicing, which I think is huge. <laughs> um, my question, though, because we, we were at, trying to get this yesterday out of law. You know, we was with Law Nation yesterday. But what is going on with Jabril Cox? I don't know. I think that's the magical question a lot of Cowboys fans are wondering, because you mentioned about Damone Clark, that window closing. So it's the possibility that he could get active. You know, I had high expectations for Brillo coming this season. I thought he was going to be the guy. And yeah. especially the way that our linebackers have played thus far. They played okay, but last game, to be honest with you, Anthony Barr struggled a little bit and also yeah. OVE. Yeah. And when you watch the film on the Lions, they run a lot when it comes yeah. to Williams and uh, um, Swift. DeAndre Swift. Swift. DeAndre Swift out of, uh, out of Georgia. You know, you're going to need that lateral sideline to sideline speed because those guys can definitely haul a little bit. So I raised the question on my channel and also on Skywalker's channel. Do we consider moving Michael back the linebacker? I mean, because we're kind of loaded at pass rush where if you give Sam Williams those reps on the outside, one, I feel like I'm confident Sam can get there. But two, if they want to kind of chip and do those double type, double team type blocks when it comes to Sam Williams, he's built for it, unlike Micah. Yes. To mm-hmm. allow mm-hmm. Micah to kind of flow sideline, sideline, and you still blitz him to the A and B gap. So that's, where I'm, to. To, that's where I'm starting yeah. to think a little bit. 
I yeah, absolutely, I, I love that take, Jeter. I absolutely love that. Absolutely, completely yeah. agree with you on that. Because Sam Williams has got the the build and the physique <clears throat> and the aggressiveness to take right. those chip blocks. Right. Where where you know with with Michael Parsons, you can see when he's getting hit from the side, that's bothering him. Right. And he's very vocal about it too on Twitter. Getting chip block, getting. I mean, hell, I play a linebacker. I didn't like all that contact. You know, like you're getting mm-hmm. chip block, you're getting held during the trenches. You know, and Mike even said that he's been kind of working with the defensive line coach and being in the defensive line room, like. That's a lot to kind of put on, you know, his frame. Even though he's a he's a creating the lab, that's yeah. still a lot. So I feel like Sam Williams is more built for it and let Micah go back and just be your quote unquote linebacker per se, because we need the speed to increase at that position. Yeah, because uh, Micah Parsons is like you know like that queen on the chess piece board, right? Where you can move him in every direction and you can put him in different places to attack. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you know what I like about Sam Williams? That's something, and I haven't heard many people talking about it. Is that they were moving him up the defensive line, like he was playing from the three tack position yep. and over center. Well, and you, it, and with Chauncey Goldston doing the yeah. same thing too. Yeah, you've I'm, got these nice two interchangeable pieces. This, yeah, I'm a huge Chauncey Goldston fan. I call myself the president yeah. of Chauncey Goldston uh, fan club. But also, Mike, you know, we all do draft stuff. Sam Williams played a lot of three tech when he was at Ole Miss. You know, because a lot yeah. of that fan, right. like, why is yeah. he playing inside all the time? I thought he's an edge rusher. So, like I said, he's built for it, and I think that was the attraction when it came to Dan Quinn. You know, when he was kind of all googly eyed at the yeah. pro day when it came to Sam Williams, is that that flexibility? So you have two guys, quote unquote. I mean, because hell, you can either slide. I mean, Dorrance has been playing inside. Also, D Law's been playing inside. So you have that flexibility. Let Mike just go be a lion and run free. Like I don't, you know, I don't like, you know. 300 pound right tackles, you know, blocking <laughs> Michael like that. Like, let him run free and use him as that chess piece. So, it's something yeah. you definitely got to consider. Yeah. And I think that'll be the, a good fight going on on that side of the line. But let's get into the Cowboys offense then, because that's the news and update uh, for now. And we'll see uh, what we get out the other end. I've got some nice stats for you as well, Tuck. So, I mean, we just touched on it briefly, is talking about Dak Prescott. Um, <laughs> and I answered your tweet too. <laughs> um, like, a lot of people are saying, like, you know, there's a lot of panic with Dak coming back with A, rust, and B, I think the, the biggest thing, because this was a question I've had um, today, was, are you not worried about Dak? The fact that A, he's got rest, and B, the last time we saw him was against Tampa Bay. And my answer to that, and I don't know what your guys' answers are, is that Tampa Bay game was certainly an anomaly for Dak. That was like nothing that we saw was what Dak does. And I think some of it as well was a bit of the play calling where they were trying to make Dak play quarterback. And if you make Dak play quarterback, it, it looks ugly. If you let Dak just play freely and naturally and taking the bumps and bruises and the knocks, then suddenly becomes this different player. Um, what's your take on the panic of everybody right now, guys, on Dak coming back? Uh, after you talk. Yeah, I don't – I have minimal panic. Now, of course, there's always going to be that question of uncertainty, like, all right, is he fully ready to go? But yeah. when it comes to a performance standpoint, what a lot of Cowboys fans need to understand is, okay – he didn't 
participate in any preseason activities, which I personally wanted them to, right? Mm-hmm. You had CeeDee Lamb out there. Then you had Noah Brown, who was a huge question mark. You had Dennis Houston, who is now on our practice squad. So just from that standpoint alone, Tampa Bay is like, well, we're no dummy. We're going to take CeeDee Lamb away from you. Oh, and then you don't have a starting left tackle because Tyron Smith is out and you have this rookie starting. So everything was kind of wavered, unfortunately, in, in Dak's favor in that first game where he was trying to figure out a lot. And the offensive scheme didn't help them because they abandoned the run game as they always do. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think just you have a mixture of everything. It was just a bad, bad, you know, overall game for the Cowboys offensively. Now you have the time. Tyler Smith, he's fully upskilled a little bit, even though he struggled a little bit. You know, he kind of finding his footing. You yeah. have Michael Gallup back. Like you said, you can get Dalton Schultz back. You have CeeDee Lamb back. You have Noah Brown, whose confidence is boosted. And now Kellen Moore understands, hey, we can win games, just run the ball. Because we got some talented guys back there. And not just one, but two of them. So, you know, I really hope that it gets through Kellen's head. And this is the huge hope, Cowboys Nation. Yeah. And we're sitting back and not thinking that, hey, that was just because we had Cooper Rush. Now we can get back to who we were trying to be. Because Kellen Moore has kind of said, you know, I, I like passing. I like passing. But I feel like. Just getting the ball to Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott and letting Dak just kind of be efficient in what he does, it's going to open up so many things offensively. You don't have to throw the ball 45 times. But we did have a game where Cooper Rush only threw for 106 yards. So I'm sure Kellen is itching, <laughs> itching air out. That's where Dak is too. But, you know, hopefully that's not the case on Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I think for like uh, this game, I think Kelly Moore just needs to kind of keep it simple what he did for Cooper Rush to apply mm-hmm. it back to Dak, not to overwhelm him with all these like because we know Kelly Moore can be very cute at times mm-hmm. when it comes to the play calling. So, no, no more cuteness, just keep it nice and simple run the ball and pass the ball when given on the situation it is. I think, right? And yeah. the one thing I'll say I did like about the Cooper Rush offense. We didn't see Cooper Rush so animated at the line of scrimmage, you know, yeah. preach. You know, like it was just kind of simple to play call. He might make a few adjustments based on the defense, but like that was the one thing I noticed it specifically last year. Like Dak, no audibles. Dak, yeah, Dak was animated. I'm like, you're mm-hmm. doing way too much. Would it allow the defense to strategically throw you off because they would show yeah. looks, get out of it, get back into it, and you didn't made a thousand checks. It's too hard to get out of it. So simplify the game plan. Dak came out and said, you know, himself, you know, I realize how simple the game can really be. Hopefully we see that carry over to Sunday. And it's definitely the defense to do it against. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people talk as well with the Tampa Bay defense in the first game being good in the run game. But what you can't take away either is a comment I made after that game was that this was Zeke's as well. This was Zeke's first game back after spending an entire season with a PCL injury. Like, mm-hmm. psychologically, you've got to feel, all right, he's gone through camp, so he knows right. how it feels. But I just think this, this is his first game because he played no preseason, and he's got to go now and play the first game, having mm-hmm. gone through that injury. And some of it is going to be, mm, I don't want to get injured, or how is my knee going to play up in this game? And I think that mm-hmm. has a little effect on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the one, my one concern I've been saying about Dak is not from the throwing aspect, 
Mm. It's just like the falling aspect, right? So, you know, you have a big, you know, Aiden Hutchinson jumping on your back and you're trying to break your fall and you got your hand coming down. Like, I don't want you to overcompensate for the thumb and then it's a shoulder. Like, like, those are the things you got to be aware of, right? Because, you know, it's all fun and games, gripping, throwing a football where I know, hey, my guys can't touch me, right? But what if it hits a helmet again? What if you get stepped on? What if it, you know, what if these things happen? Because I'm wonky. Right, right. If these yeah. things happen in the course of a game, how strong is your thumb really? So, mm. you know, it's, we're all going to be on edge, but hell, we were on it last year. I know I was out there in Tampa with that ankle. Like, every time we took off to, to run, I was like, you know. Uh, but Dak's tough. He's going to rally through it, and I feel like he has a lot to prove. And I feel like I would – I had the over and under at 30 passing attempts for Dak. Yeah. Knowing Dak Prescott, knowing Kellen Moore, y'all, <laughs> I would take the over. Well, I, would take, I would take the over. Here's one for you. A nice quarterback start for you to play with you. <laughs> so, uh, Dak Prescott, um, so from last season and with Tampa as well, had 97.7 passer rating. That's the seventh best in the NFL. The Lions in that time are allowing a quarterback rating of 102. Mm-hmm. That's the worst in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at the Lions defensively, they're pretty much the worst in the NFL at all yeah. the st- yeah. statistics. Like I said, I was watching, we we're doing a film breakdown on my channel. I was like, you know what, guys? I'm not even going to bore you on Thursday. <laughs> we're going to cut this <laughs> you know, because it's pretty much Aiden Hutchinson. And they have Malcolm Rodriguez, the rookie out of Oklahoma State, who a lot of us liked. Oh, yeah, I really wanted to draft him so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you have some guys out there, but nothing to really be afraid of, which that that, that worries me. There's nothing to be afraid of, which worries me because I feel like Kellen Moore going to try to get cute, and he's been he's been holding on to this one play action play to Terrence Steele pass that he's yeah. holding on to, you know, this triple reverse. Um, But I – yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch on Sunday, but I feel like offensively we can beat them in the ground or in the air. And I expect a big yeah. day for offense. Yeah, ground will be the big one. I mean, let's move to yeah. the running backs. Go on, Paul. Hit me with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think like just like you were just saying, like they're the probably the worst defense has been ranked, but their actual run defense is probably without a shadow of a doubt, the worst without a doubt in the right. NFL. Like just it seems to be the other the interiors defensive line or just printed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and they knew it, Paul. They knew it because they took Aiden Hutchinson on. They yeah. took Pascal as well. There's mm-hmm. a guy. Um, he was from Kentucky, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they did try on the defensive line to shore it up a bit. So they knew that that was their weak point because they took two defense. Right. But it's, like you say, the yeah. middle is just so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just look, trying to look at the stats just now. I mean, it's just not pretty to watch. Like, like do you want me like, to give you one? Do you want to like, give you a nice running stat, Paul? Like, like looks like Elam and Neil and Benito Jones. They've just not been productive at all, and that's like seems to be the the two defensive tackles they've got in their actual roster, which is yeah. crazy. They like, have they, a lot of injuries. Yeah, yeah say that. Like, uh, like Kaminsky's injured as well, so I don't think he's going to play. They got yeah. Harris, who might not even play this week with a uh, the linebacker from uh, the linebacker from Missouri. Yeah. Uh, no, he, defensive tackle he plays. The, uh, you're thinking different Harris. But here's a really cool r- stat for you for the running backs. So the Cowboys running backs are averaging 2.1 yards after contact. That is seventh best in the NFL. The Lions are allowing 2.4 yards after contact. 
which is second worst. Yep. It is bad. And if you it guys need I have the media sheet from the Detroit Lions, I could share it, but oh. yeah, it's it's just it's just you know yeah. If you want to share your screen, then let's great. We, we'll, we'll get it up up. Let's see yeah. here. Uh, let me see. I mean, I I that Paul laughs because I just spent time just like scanning through stats on the stat sheets and just bringing them up. But um, I mean, like, the interesting point is as well, what I like is Zeke now is going to be playing with a bit of confidence. Last week against the Eagles, 6.2 yards per carry. I mean, that's just, like, crazy. That That's, like, college numbers. He's doing that now. Comes into this week against the 32nd-ranked team uh, against the, the run defense. Um I think this is just another big game for Zeke. And what's really cool as well is that um, it's good for for Dak in terms of running as well. There we go. So here's the stat sheet there. That's the comparison. So when it comes to their defense, mm. uh, they are allowing 34 points per game, which is last yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Total defense, giving up 428 yards, last in the NFL. 167 rushing yards, last in the NFL. Passing defense is a little bit better. 261 um, average passing yards, which is 26 in the NFL. Yeah. But do you know yeah. what I would say to that, Tuck? Is the only reason the passing defense doesn't look that bad is because teams are just running up on them. the ball down them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, so. And, and, that, and that kind of goes back to the whole PFF grading system. It's like they may be ranked higher in their passing defense because of the run game so bad, which yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. yeah but, but like, why would teams want to pass on you if you're just like, Running at will when yeah. I think that they're allowing, I think it's, it's, it's 5.8 5. yards per carry. I think they're it's, allowing it's literally a seesaw effect, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've seen it in Dallas that you know teams are doing it to us. Yeah. Um, but the wide receivers, let's, let's go down that road because I've had this question Does Jerry need to go out and get another wide receiver? Because the receiving options are a little bit of a struggle. Bear in mind, Jane Washington is maybe at, at, say, two or three weeks at most away, and we've got the bye week in between that. Mm -hmm. So what would you do in terms of receivers? Do we stick with what we got? Do you look down the road? You've got Cavante Turpin, which they seem to be underutilizing. What right. would you guys do? I mean, for me, I, I don't see the point as bringing, like, trying to trade or bringing anyone, anyone in at this moment. Like, I think with that coming back, there's that chance of actually things could actually explode again. So, mm -hmm. um, like you said, the Washington's coming back. We might see more involvement from Turpin. Um, Gall Gallup's back. Uh, Lamb's back to full fitness. Well, he was full participation this weekend. So, mm -hmm. if we can just, just get that level of consistency going, then I don't see any need to bring anyone else in right now. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because here we are coming up on the trade deadline, but yeah. we haven't seen what this offense really looks like with our starting quarterback. And so, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, if you think about it, okay, now you have Gallup. You do have Noah Brown who kind of found his his footing. You can kind of use C.D. Lamb as your slot guy now and kind of shift him around. Mm -hmm. but what I think this offense really is missing is just your shifty – route running wide receiver you're, you're yeah your mm -hmm. guy that deck loves like who's your randall cobb who was your cole beasley who's your mm -hmm. like we just don't have that guy we have a lot of guys who are kind of built in that same mold so that's my yeah. concern but then when you look at guys outside who can possibly make that move for 
I know the premium, what it's going to cost, like like a DJ Moore, right? And I just know the Cowboys aren't going to do it. Yeah. Um, but I would like your, your kind of your route, your carver. And maybe, and I kind of post this on my channel, maybe Dak coming back gives a boost back to Dennis. Maybe. Houston, you know? Maybe. You know? Maybe. And so maybe. Like, yeah, you know? I mean, like, like you're talking about Dennis Houston and people go like, oh, you know. But I have always said it with Dennis Houston. What was his biggest strength? His biggest strength was his chemistry and connection with Dak. Dak, right. Dak goes out injured. They're like, all right, you got to get up out of here. Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> exactly. all fizzled out. It's dead. It's gone. Yeah, and um, so that's something to definitely keep our eye on because coming out of camp, like, that was Dak's guy. And so, yeah. you know, at that, and just like you said, Mike, there has to be a reason why you're starting for the Dallas Cowboys – opening night and all of a sudden he's got back to practice squad like that's a huge drop so mm-hmm. maybe there's something where Dak can say okay i'm back i'm healthy give me my guy because that wide receiver four is really the huge question mark you know Simi could be mm-hmm. turpin i was a tolbert guy who knows where the heck he is at right now so. yeah we didn't, even, we didn't even mention him there he's yeah, like yeah. He's be out of the conversation right now right and he's so yeah, and so there's a, there's a lot of question marks at wide receiver four. Now, I will say this. The fun part is that if we go 12 formation a lot, yes. you have these young tight ends that can do a lot of things. And I feel That's like, yeah, yeah, Ferguson and Hendershot yeah. gives us that new advantage of being able to flex our, our tight ends out that can do a lot of things versus being your inline tight end. Yeah. Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh Laura said. Lord, last Lord, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean let's talk about the tight ends. Talk about the tight ends, Paul. Yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say before we jump into that, it's like I'm yeah. kind of like when it comes to like some Noah Brown, because we knew Cooper Rush and Noah Brown were that kind of safety blanket to a certain yeah, extent because yeah. how much time they spent on the second string together. So mm-hmm. I like I would only expect to see Noah Brown drop off and Catch like like in targets now because of it's that. already happened. Mind he's had five targets in three yeah. games. Mm-hmm. But 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 yeah. But but that's the only thing I just wanted to kind of point out. But yeah. But like the tight end. So I generally think it's going to be for, for like the Dalton Schultz. It's, he's got a massive mammoth task ahead of him to if he really wants to earn that contract right now. Yeah, to mm-hmm. stay on beyond. Yeah. 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 Like like because he, he's missed games now. He's on a franchise tag. Hendershaw and Ferguson are the the wouldn't say they're fully involved, but they are contributing to the team and they've made some right. nice plays out there. And we saw some nice um moves from Ferguson there uh, for the touchdown there, which was it was delightful to watch. I have to admit, great, great, <laughs> great play from. But for likes of Schultz, he will definitely have to feel threatened the fact that he might be out of a uh, out of the Cowboys roster by end of the season if like because Jerry and Stephen. You know what they're like. They're thinking about the cap, no matter yeah, what. Easily, yeah. And I feel like if they would have kind of known what was going to happen, they probably would have just moved on without him. And so, when it comes to Dalton Schultz, I think he's going to move on next year. Yeah. And even if, even if he wants to take a pay cut, because I mean, really, for him, it's going to start at eleven mil or above. So, you know, I think that you have to look at it and like, what does Dalton Schultz give us that these two young, I call them the Bash Brothers, give us that yeah. Yeah, I just <laughs> don't see this huge upside with Dalton Schultz? And I think the reason why he's coming back and playing with this injury is because you get Dak Prescott back, and we all know Dak is an inside out when it comes to his read. So those tight yeah. ends, those young guys. He's going to love it because they can stretch the field, but also they can get upfield. Like, that's the thing I love most about him. Peyton Shanahan, first, yeah, certainly. 
yeah, they yeah. get up, they turn up, they plant their foot, and they get up filled with explosiveness. Yeah, I feel like that's going to really favor Dak. And so, you know, it's going to be one of those things where Schultz is kind of looking like, man, how many targets are how many targets? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I, funnily enough, I wrote that in, in an article this week and I said, like, look, people are watching what Hendershop did in Ferguson last week mm-hmm. and have raised an eyebrow in Schultz's direction, mm-hmm. um, which is certain. <laughs> but because. Uh, you, you like we'll talk about the O line, or do you want to keep talking about? Oh no, I, I was just going to say when you when you mentioned like so the bash brawls that did you thought who's who's Fulton and who's Portman? <laughs> I don't know yet. I, like, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> you don't know me. I mean, we do we do so much draft stuff together. It's like I love the tight end position, and now that I kind of got two, I'm still kind of leaning on you know who's my favorite. Like who's my tight end one, tight end two. So you know, uh-huh. I think Ferguson just naturally, you know, he has the league. So I was thinking about buying a jersey. I'm like, do I buy a hand? Yeah. I, I would probably, I, I would probably buy Ferguson because it's it's quite a common Scottish surname. You're oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, I just like he's, he's a he's a drafted Cowboys, but he's the safest, right? You know, uh, yeah. You know, because Cowboys get a little iffy sometimes. You might look around and be like, oh, Hendershot's you know on the practice, something weird like that. But <laughs> you know, I like Ferguson and Hendershot, man, because they just bring a new dynamic. And my guy, Big Game James, that said this on Twitter. This is what we expected, you know, Schultz and Jarwin to eventually. That's do. what we yes. said yesterday. Yes. Yeah, Me and Paul were saying this yeah. yesterday that it's the Schultz Jarwin thing all right. over again. Yeah. And so we kind of just revamped it and remixed a little bit mm. with some use. So, you know, I'm excited. Um, and I think Dak is going to be excited. So, because here's the ironic thing think of I, I call Jarwin. <laughs> <laughs> think of like Blake, Blake, Blake yeah. like when you think of Blake Jarwin on the scene routes. Right. That's just how I envision Peyton. Hendershot being able to run them too. Right. Like, you know, splitting down the middle so fast. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people keep saying about Hendershot's blocking. Yeah, it's true. But right. his run blocking hasn't got that much problem. Yeah. And I think I've, I've seen it on take where, and I'm looking back and I'm like, you know, the tight end when they come in and they, they, they come in from the side and you, if you hit the, the offensive lineman who's twice his size as a, right. you know, it's certainly for Peyton Hendershot. But if you hit that, that offensive lineman at the hip, you move the body, and he's doing right. that on run blocking. Right, and it comes down to the down you mean, block. You, you, you mean the defensive lineman, Mike? Not yeah, offensive yeah, lineman. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, hit them both. Hit them both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hit them both. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like you know when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, we are like the only team that really requires our tight ends to do it all. Like you got to be able to block. Mm. You got to be able. It, to it's, it's because we held ourselves up to a high standard every, no, every year. This guy, every year. you know, it's like you know what? It's okay. Just to have a tight end that can stretch the field and make things happen, like not everyone has to be a blocker. I mean, like I said, yeah, huge Kyle Pitts fan, he's not a blocker. You know, a lot of these tight ends that we're seeing, Waller, he's not the best blocker. I mean, you have Kittle, Kelsey can get muddied up a little bit, but you know, it's so it just is what it is. But like you have two of them, and I Zach Ertz wasn't a great blocker. Yeah, Zach Ertz wasn't a great blocker. This the list goes on and on, you know, like they're, you know, they're they're pretty much like just larger wide receivers. But you think about what really impacted Dak last year was that cover two shell, that, you know, kind of the mythical defense that was saw yeah, 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 after yeah. Denver. Now you have a tight end that can really stretch those seams and pull those safeties. Like, all that's right. It. Yeah. And yeah. So it's really going to force to make a decision. So I'm excited about what we see for our tight ends. And that's what I was saying, the Jarwin thing with the with the seam routes, you know, because mm-hmm. like you yeah. say, a lot of people were saying the struggle with the cover two shell. Mm-hmm. You get uh, and like because that's what the Giants like to do, right? Um, well, who was the one player who's the giant killer for the Cowboys? Always Blake Jarwin because mm-hmm. we'd be breaking the safeties on the scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And it's an interesting one. But talk very quickly about the offensive line, and then we'll move on to the defense. Because I'll we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> talk about it Come extensively. On, man. We'll talk about it extensively. Um, let's start from the right and work left. Yes. So, <laughs> I knew that make you smile. It's only because I shared your work today. Terrence Steele, so hit me with it, Paul. He's certified right tackle right now. He's definitely <laughs> cemented his place within the Dallas Cowboys. Like I don't yeah. care what anyone says about him right now. He's do he's doing a fantastic job. The way what what he did to Avanti Maddox was mm. just absolutely abomination. <laughs> so it was, and like and like so that that play for the the touchdown for Ezekiel Elliott completely mm. dismantling Fletcher Cox mm. like literally like six seven yards to the side to mm-hmm. open up that gap was ridiculous right and we're, we're, we're seeing a massive contract like a lot of credit has to be given out to Duke Mayweather for mm-hmm. the work he's done in this offseason to transform like Terrence Steele's game because so far he's been really great I mm-hmm. felt the only thing I would give any criticism to Terrence Steele is just the penalties more than anything and that right. maybe oh, just that, that, yeah that, that just may be getting too um ahead of yourself it, like it's all down to the controlled aggression i think more than anything so once he gets that under under wraps i think we can't we don't need to debate the whole right tackle situation anymore right now for the cowboys mm. yeah, yeah the right side of the line is strong yeah right yes. side, right right side very strong and mm-hmm. you know i came around on terrence still this off season when we had that scrimmage versus denver and all that you know pushing and shoving and he was the first one to really step up and like show like he's the aggressor so i like the attitude but man, you know the Eagles. Apparently, they had have a Micah Parsons clone out there, and I. Oh. I. 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 What did he do? Got got erased by Terrence Steele. Uh, <laughs> yeah. record, recorded one tackle and yeah. what, and a run play, and that was it. I just remember mm. Chris Collinsworth was like, uh, "That's a Hassan Reddick. That's the first time we called his name all night." It was like. Minute thirty left in the game. This goes back to my point. Like, so this is when I was throwing st- uh, statistics out there on Twitter. Right, so yeah. they were trying to throw stats at me, saying, "Oh, he got three pressures and one QB hit him at but his win rate was nineteen percent and Parsons was thirty four. So, what you try to say here? Yeah. Like, but now if I posted Parsons 11 tackles versus that one tackle, oh, you're just being, oh, you're just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but back to Terrence Steele, man, a phenomenal yes. job. <laughs> yes, forget them. Uh, shoot. Uh, <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, oh, not bad, bad. We don't, we don't mention Collinsworth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, phenomenal job by Terrence Steele just taking that leap forward. And every year, because I remember 2020, Terrence still comes up there. We were all, you know, I can't watch it. And even last year, he showed traces of it as well. But, you know, mm-hmm. he kind of battled with that spot when it comes to Lyle. But this year, he's fully taking ownership of it. And every year, you're seeing him leap. But now yeah. it's a year. You know, now, now it's money time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Perfect yeah. time to elite. But the right side is great. And honestly, I got to get hats off to the center, you know, because, you know, Tyler. Yeah. Is she's had some tough tasks the past two weeks, and to have Jordan Davis stacked right over him and not give up any sacks like that's the one yes, that, that's it. He's like, rest and get touched, you know, unfortunately, you know, so I mean, that I mean, that I mean, that's good, you know, fortunately. So, great, great effort. 
I mean, he, that, that seems to be the, the whole enigma. Like, people would still associate, oh, Bayadis is still the, one of the weak points. But, but yeah, but when you look at the stats and look at how all the analytics work out, both him and Steele have given up zero sacks this year. Right. Zero. Yeah. Right. And like, the game. How, how can you complain with that? I think, well, I think what Keep Cal- your back up, Brian. Is yeah. that they put Tucker Cowboys fans put their aim on a player, and once they put their aim, they do not pull down their like it's just like Bayadis is the weak point. I don't know, I didn't watch what he did, but I assume he's still the weak point. I'm like, no, that's not the case. Like, he had some tough tasks the past two weeks, you know, and, and held up great. And I, I think as well, it, it's it's so much <laughs> past it's past expectation as well. That mm-hmm. it's expected in Dallas that we have the number one offensive line. You know, not, it, not, it's, not just to, that, it's just that level. Man. Not to mention as well, Duke Manyweather has worked with Bayadish as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So awesome line coach. I'm telling you, and, this, uh, this you got to allow players to grow. And yeah. Like, you know, Tyler kind of came in. He had to be Travis Frederick out the gate. Like, you can't just mm. become that out the gate. Man. <laughs> yeah. like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime center, man. You know, And you think like, about it, too. He didn't start playing really as the starter center till his second year. So this right. theoretically yeah. is his sophomore yeah. year. Right. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and it's a lot to learn. Then, of course, we'll talk about Tyler Smith. Um, I think he's doing like a grade A job. Mm-hmm. I honestly do. I give him a grade A. A lot of people have actually kind of went back to say if they were kind of to redo the draft again, they would actually pick Tyler Smith as the number one offensive tackle in that draft. I can now. see why. Absolutely. These the guys actually been performing the best of out of all those tackles, like your Evan Neal's and stuff like that. And um, yeah, he's he's been probably the, the most dominant out there. He's and you yeah. need your left tackle to be the most dominant. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely, you do. And I'll say this about Tyler Smith: the one thing that he really needs to get credit for, they threw him at left tackle what ten days before the yeah, <laughs> first yeah, with very little preparation. He got very all little. season all camp. And here's the crazy part: keep telling Cowboys fans, think about this, you guys. If Tyron Smith doesn't get hurt and also Matt Walesco doesn't get hurt, we might not get Tyler Smith that left tackle at all. We, we would never know what he the way truly is. When Connor McGovern was kind of the lead dog at the guard position, they were going to try to work him in there. So it took almost two injuries for this kid to play left tackle, and he's pushed out there and played a phenomenal job, man. Like, I mean, it sounds crazy when I say it, and I kind of get the homer tag, but it's like, man, I would consider him for offensive rookie of the year i mean not gonna give it to left tackle but i mean just like he's I know what he like yeah he's he's been well, if, you, I, I, if you were to say rookie lineman of the year or right. something like that, then it would be right. him for sure yeah. exactly if right. there was like an outland trophy there needs to be more accomplished yeah. uh acknowledgements out there like linebacker of the year yeah lineman of the year or all like, 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 yeah like yeah. It, it should be more like Give more credits for certain positions of their craft yeah. rather than because it seems to be always running backs, wave receivers, and right. Yeah, I'll give it like, to it's a quarterback driven league, right? Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah. And ironically, the one thing a quarterback needs is good offensive linemen, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not just so much good offensive linemen, there's never enough of them. Not there's never enough, enough. even enough. even in college they will even tell you i wish i had more offensive linemen right let's get to the defense and then we can get to the the, the best part which jtech has not done yet but here we go defense guys oh yeah 
I just saw your confusion, your face. It's like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Is the oh. uh, uh, fantasy lounge? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fan- yeah, you're not on the board yet, but uh, okay. well, it's all right. As long as you get one right, you're beating Hackman Harrison. So, okay. So, uh, let's get to the defense. Um, okay. Where should we start with this one? What with- should we just start with Dorrance Armstrong? Mm. <laughs> Go for it. The floor is we, open, guys. Where do we start? Where do we start? He has taken the opportunity since Randy Gregory's left, and he has taken it by both hands, and he has proven now all the previous years, is he going to be that guy? Is he like, is this Jerry's guy? Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. And he's shown that. He's matched his career season best in sacks, mm-hmm. and the his contribution to special teams is ridiculous. So, right. yes, he has stepped up to the plate and full applaud to you, Mr. Yeah. Dorrance Armstrong. Full I applaud. Say, I say Dorrance Armstrong is like, you know, the accident that kind of booms. Because one time I uploaded the wrong video on YouTube by accident. And it's like one of my I most videos of all time. It was, yeah. it was like, <laughs> so like, you know, people say like, yeah, so Randy who, right? But people forget the Cowboys wanted to re-sign Randy Gregory. They tried. They went back to count the offer. And Randy Gregory decided to leave. And luckily you have Dorrance Armstrong really immersed in what he is today. And it's just like, you know, whew, thank you. Um, but Dorrance Armstrong, man, he's playing phenomenal. Like you said, three tech outside special teams, you name it. And he's a guy that I think he's having a pro bowl season. And you Absolutely. Know, alongside with uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, and some of these other guys, it gets scary. So that's why I'm saying you can afford to kind of move Micah around a little bit. Cause your edges are, are more than capable of still getting pressure. Mm-hmm. They're finding ways to do it. And that's right. what's important because if you, you, your opposite side to tank is doing its job, then mm-hmm. that means you don't need to keep doing what they did last season with Micah and trying to play him as a, right. a head-up, uh, off-tackle, sort of defensive edge mm-hmm. type guy. It's fine. He can do it. But as we mentioned before, he doesn't like the chip block. So, right. uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. But, you know, you've got Darren Armstrong. Donny Fowler, he records another... Um, sack last week. I know there's the penalty issues. Um, I think that's just a lapse for a moment. You know, these things do happen with, especially with edge rushes, because they're just so wanting to get going and get in there. But sometimes they can get out the the block a bit early. Yeah, but it's awareness. It is awareness. It's the awareness because you know what the situation was. It was fourth down with short yards. And you're near enough in the end zone. Well, 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 they were far out from an opportunity for going for a field goal or to get a new set of downs. As a yeah. defensive lineman, the most important rule is like if that's a fourth down, you do not jump. You just let them snap the ball or let them run out the clock. Let them do it. You do not jump. So, right. in a way, it's it is down to their awareness and it is true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, what really happened on that play, a lot of people is not giving credit for. I think Nick Sirianni kind of sold it because he was like, yeah, go out there. go." But, like, you got to be aware of everything. Like, it's, you know, you got five yards for the first down. You know, no one has scored yet. Like, just just don't jump. It's, I can do anything, but don't, don't move. Close your yeah. eyes if you have to. You know, don't move. And to give them that first down, like, that changes the game. So, no, they're like, oh, we score on your defense. Well, yeah, that was one of the situations yeah. that put you guys in the ability to score. Right, because we hold them to a field goal, different outcome possibly for that game. So he's got to be more aware. But I agree with you, Mike. I love what I've seen from Fowler um, thus far. Man, I dropped a uh, film breakdown on him two weeks ago. He's, he's all over the place. 
Yeah, so he's I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, he's currently fourth in terms of the sack yards, and he's currently let me see. I'm just getting the upper stats. He's, yeah, he's currently fourth in terms of tackles for loss. Yeah, so, and, and you 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 know, we said about Randy, you know, Randy Gregory, this that that conversation there. Don Armstrong and Dante Fowler, I think, who are both as well in terms of cap cheaper than what Randy Gregory would have been. I think they're doing a, a, a far better yeah. job. They're doing a better far service better. for sure. Yeah. Far yeah. better. I'm saying uh, if I'm Doris Armstrong's agent, I say, oh, wait, I think I'm going to be left off a zero or two. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, but let's, let's move a little bit inside. Uh, I know we talked about Goldston and Sam Williams already, but I thought we'd talk about Osa Odigizua who I think is an unsung hero right now. That that for guy slamming, for slamming is doing Kelsey. so much. <laughs> yeah, so he's a hero for slamming Kelsey. But yeah, man, I I love Osa. You know, Osa is, is one of those guys I'm excited about in the draft because he can do a lot of things. And the one thing I love the most about Osa, Osa is that he's able to get pressure in the backfield from the interior as well. Like he's mm -hmm. like, like a hybrid pass rusher slash run <laughs> So, you know, he can do a lot of things, very versatile, very agile. And I mean, he's going to be one of those guys we look up here in a few years. This is going to be scary. Yeah. The one thing I love about Usa right now, and you, you've watched the game yourself, Tuck, it's like it's his ability to actually fit into the gap and actually create the space mm. where he's actually, he makes running backs change their direction. Yeah. And that, and this is where like so Demarcus Lawrence comes into play, and your Donovan Wilson's coming off downfield to make those big plays because right. the ins the inside is completely shut off because Osa and even like so Neville Gallimore as well, he stepped up as well the past couple of weeks. Even though they're not putting the numbers in terms of tackles and stuff, like, but they're doing their job. They're getting into the yeah. a gaps. Right, and that's that, important. It's that's, and, that's important. And that's what, why I'm saying the unsung heroes, because a lot of people that go and watch NFL, what's the one thing they all do? They all go at ESPN, what's the stats, how many tackles, how many sacks. Your defensive tackles are the guys that don't go on the stat sheet, but it's it's the, the, the hitting the holes or holding the holes, sanding your pants, two-gapping, like you say, for a guy like Osa. Because the big thing with Osa coming out of college was – um, does he love football? And because of his, his brother played for the Giants, and he his thing was a lack of um, let he will start off at the start of the game high and it will quickly fizzle out. And that was what the concern with Osa was. We haven't seen that, uh, we haven't seen that with him. He's well, not his brother. Well, you mentioned that, Mike, and another guy who plays an in interior that you know, I'm, I'm kind of like they call me his dad. I'm like, all right, but Tristan Hill, I love Tristan, yes! Hill, and Tristan Hill's having a phenomenal season, man. I know a lot of people were down on him as a draft pick, but mm. you know, I say, like, this is the first time he's had some consistency with Dan Quinn. Yeah. Like, he's had that coach, he's like, you know what, I believe in you, I know what you do well, and I'm just gonna let you go out there and do it. And I love Tristan Hill, he's just that dog mentality. And the Get best into the ball carrier, yeah. And after the game, man, it was like three Cowboys players. I watched it again. They just grabbed Tristan Hill, like, get up out of here because he was ready, he's ready to go at it with any, any <laughs> who wanted it. And, like, there's like four people corralling around him, like, no, let's get up out of here, man. But I love Tristan Hill, I love our interior with Bosa. Hill, you know, and just like the core guys, um, you know, and another name that we really haven't heard much about, though, that really hasn't jumped much is Gallimore, you know, because Gallimore's that's my guy, that's my guy, yeah, you know, I, so it's just like we're so there's so much depth and talent. And like Micah is, and Diggs spoke about this on the podcast, like they never wanted to be a drop off, you know, so mm. if you go from 
Tristan Hill to Gallimore or Tristan Hill to Osa, like there isn't this huge drop off where it's like, all right, we got to get you back out there. Like everyone can kind of rotate, keep, um, you know, wood in the fire and keep things burning with this defense, which I love the most. And here's I, the great. Oh, I, I, I was just going to say in relevance to like our defensive tackles, I'm just looking at the Lions injury report. So the center Frank Ragnar right now, he's limited participation yes. right now. Correct. So that's a that's a big for like so Jared Goff right now. If I if I was him, I'd be quite worried right now. Yeah, that's just wonder. Like the right the right guard, I forgot his name. Like Sting Sting Stingif Stingin. That I'll tell you right now. Um, it is Logan Stenberg. Yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of he's kind of a liability. But if they don't have to start in center too, it's gonna open up a lot in the interior. So. Yeah, yeah, because Ragnar isn't a bad, uh, a bad offensive line. Because their offensive line is is okay. Yeah, but, it's right. not a bad offensive line, but I think yeah, it's having issues. In, in terms of the pass protection, they're probably right up there. They have been protecting yeah. Jared Goff quite well. Right, it's, it's, it's more the run offense. Um, I would say like even though they're the quite like, the running backs are very the effective, backs do the job for them. the backs do the job for them for sure. Yeah. But there has been times where, like, if you look back at the stats, there's been quite a few attempts where tackles for loss are quite eminent there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move back from the defensive line. Let's talk about Malik Hooker. Is he playing like a first-round pick? Absolutely. And and it's and it's so crazy because all these years we kept closing our eyes, like just give me a safety. <laughs> how many years? How many years have we been saying that? Give me a yeah. give me something, right? And now we're sitting here, we got three quality safeties and then two young studs waiting in the wings as well, man. So that's the crazy part. Yeah. I and I love I love what I saw from you know just all three of them, three headed monster with uh you know um with with curse and also with with Wilson, you know, like it's just you know. I love it. So yeah, it's good because how you can rotate them around as well, right. especially uh, with uh, Parsons uh, and LVE. Right. And this is what a, a law was saying last night. Like he was asking, yeah. it's about how do we feel about having three safeties on the field at the same time? Because 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 one of them can actually slot down and become that additional linebacker, right. that high that hybrid role. And yes. Yeah. And uh, and it's working so well for us right now. Right, yeah, it, it's working. That's the main thing. It doesn't matter how we feel about because, like, we, the, the comment Paul's making is, I, I said, <laughs> I said that you yeah, know it, it it is good, <laughs> but the issue I have is that um, with the way the defensive line works and our safeties, that just that I like LVE with what he does, but it's just that he lacks a bit the of speed. speed that you need right. for the right. linebacker in this system. The, what I said is LBE is better as as a middle linebacker thumper on a three four defense. Because I remember a guy he just played linebacker for the Cowboys. I think he wore <laughs> that number behind Paul, you know. But everyone hated him because he was just so slow. And it was he like, was oh, slow. Yeah. we have another one. It takes him so long to get revved up like that old Buick, you know, with LVE. But he's solid up here, you know. And yes, that's yes. thing I say about LVE. Is he the most gifted linebacker? No. But I know he's going to do his job to the full his kick, uh, capability. Yeah. You know, so like on on third down, he's essential. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So you know, I mean, this is the point I was making yesterday. It's like uh, I, there was points where I agree, like. LV is a bit slow, but he kind of plays in a more conservative way where he tries to get into the right position 
like right. tries yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about the anticipation and mm. tries to use that. And and that's just why you're seeing him on the stat sheet quite a lot. He's at the place, right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not there having to run to the sideline to sideline and like he seems to be just right there and amongst it making the plays. So yeah, Jalen Smith was very busy before the snap. Right. And, and, and that's what you have to do to make up for your lack of athleticism. I don't want to say they're not athletes because yeah. hell you know they can and, and understanding. Yeah. Well. I kind of read the play can digest get to the traffic. Yeah. I don't yeah. have to be a freakish Micah Parsons. And I said so Mike is the opposite, right? He yeah. might not be able to read and digest and go to the traffic, but Whatever he's fast But but it goes back to your point though with Michael Parsons is sure he doesn't completely read or understand the game. But imagine this, right? Imagine a guy with that level of athleticism and say another year or two in the league, and he understands mm-hmm. systems and concepts and mm-hmm. what what an offense is trying to do. Once he understands that, now you've got a player who can read and react. And that's why I tell people, people like Tuck, what is the thing that can you know, make Micah even scarier when the game actually slows down for Micah here in a second. That's when it's yeah. really gonna get scary. You know, yeah. it's to a minute. Like, all right, You're I know MVP. I know, I know, I know what they're doing. Okay, this is a counter sweep. It's coming yeah. this way. You know, and then it's just like that's Micah. it. Yeah, and I've, I've got, I've got the speed. I've got the right. power. I've got the acceleration and yeah. the agility. Because he almost had an interception, and I, I had called it. I, oh, I, I, I can't. Apparently, passes cannot cover in the NFL. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know, right? And so I was like, yeah, I just knew he would get that opportunity on Goddard, and I love the way Dan Quinn kind of hesitated, like he was coming and then dropped him. It was perfect, and it was just, it was just right there. It was just right there, but he missed it, so. So my final question before we get to score predictions then is with everything that's coming up with Trayvon Diggs' contract, uh, you've got Tony Pollard contract, C.D. Lamb's not far around the corner. What do you do with Donovan Wilson, who's got this contract coming up? Keep him, keep him. He's going to be pricey. Is it what I would do or what I think the Cowboys are going to do? What would you do? I don't I, really I, care about what the Cowboys do. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I, would, I would keep him. I would keep him. He's homegrown. He's waited for his moment. I feel like you can negotiate now. He can't go too crazy with it. Mm-hmm. But if I feel like anyone who might be the guy that's going to be on the outs, it might be J. Ron Curse. You know, I, I feel like eventually they're going to try to put either Bell or McQuamu kind of in that role as well. McQuamu, I think, will fit yeah. that role really. Yeah, and so I, so I feel like you know, as far as Donald, what he brings, they're going to want to keep him, uh-huh. and so they'll find a way. I, I don't think he's going to be crazy expensive. I think his value shot up, of course, when J. Ron was out. Definitely, yeah. you have Hooker, you have some other guys, and so there's going to be some leverage unless someone comes and just throws him up. A crazy offer, but I, I'm 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 pretty sure Donovan Wilson will be. Back. I, I've got a feeling though, being Texas A&M, Texas team, right. you know, he knows how the tax system works in the state of Texas as well. So yeah, I can't imagine he would want to go to California or something like that. So no. <laughs> look, look, let's talk about all these safeties. We're a long way from Xavier Woods, man. We're a long, we came a long way, a long way. Quickly. Yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fun times. Although I, <laughs> I, I was thinking this the other day though. Imagine, imagine this safety room though. I know it wasn't great, but think of the type of player he was with Barry Church with that leadership. Oh yeah, 
I like Barry mm. Church. I do. Yeah. I, I I do miss it. He's been probably the only shining light safety in the last twenty years. Maybe. See, now but... you get you get it multiple ways with J. Ron and also Malik Hooker because Micah and Diggs came out spoke about it. like man, you know, when we need a, you know, Dan Quinn I'm doesn't give us our yeah, Dan Quinn doesn't give us pregame speeches or you know have to rev us up like Malik yeah. or J. Ron will take you know take ship, which is which is nice to hear because they're the outside guys, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, all right. So. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh. And oh, I, I tell you what, everyone answer this one at home as well. Then we'll do score predictions. Uh, because we had this with Law yesterday as well. Uh, would you go Jordan Lewis or Deron Bland from now on? Oh. Mm. Yeah. I, I like Jordan Lewis, and I feel like he had a great season last year. And he can get you sacks. Get you sacks. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like right now, and I said this earlier today, now is the opportunity where we can get some of these young guys to get them some reps. So I would possibly try Bland and the nickel and, and, and kind of see what he can do in the inside because I love this temperament. I mean, he came in, he already got the intercept. Like, so he just does things. He's around the ball. Yeah. And I feel like he's going to be your guy moving forward. Let's just get him battle tested. So when we get. So when we get down to, you know, playing that other team again in December, like he's fully up to speed. And also, like, honestly, I would try it with Kelvin Joseph, too. Like, I think I'm I'm kind of worried about Kelvin Joseph. He keeps doing things like he he goes up, he goes up, he goes up. And then all of a sudden something happens and he crashes back down. I I think he just he's just he's just he's just a gamer. I've been trying to tell people that about like he just needs Mm. to be out there. And so there's going to be a lot of opportunity, especially versus the Bears, versus the Lions, knock on wood. We should be perfectly fine. Or, hey, if we get a significant lead, put these kids out there and let them go and just, you know, get them acclimated. But we'll see. Yeah. Paul, J. Lou, Bland, what would you do? Bland. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm thinking about the future. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is when you think about the future, think about what the NFL is doing with the slot position as well, with big slot receivers. And mm-hmm. Deron Bland is a big guy. Jordan Lewis, slightly less so. Yeah. So he's going to be able to stick to the hip in the slot a bit better. Right. And Bland can tackle too. So, I mean, he'll come down exactly. and hit you. So, oh, and it hits hard as well. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. And the, uh, right. Uh, yeah. Score predictions. I was going to say one more. My one more. We'll put into the score predictions, but yeah, let's, yeah, so, let's get yeah. into score predictions, guys. Yeah, so we'll, we'll announce this, then I'll bring in the, all the comments in right after. Yeah, so uh, my score prediction, I went quite high yesterday. Yes, you did. Uh, I did. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I, I, I went into the 40s for the mm-hmm. Cowboys to score. So, but yeah. I'm going to come, I'm going to back out of that. So I'm going to uh, say... Check in. I'm going to say, not that much more, only by 10 points. So I'm going to say... 3817. Mm. Right. Uh Jay Yeah, I would love to go for a big fat tasty 40 burger, man. I had one yeah. in so long, but not not yet. I got the Cowboys winning 2817. Oh that's what I was protecting. There, there we go. Great minds think alike. There we go. 28-17 Cowboys. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, the big Labarski, he has went 27-9 Cowboys. All right. Okay. Uh, any, any more comments, folks? Get your scores in before we move yeah. into Fantasy Lounge. Well, we're moving to Fantasy Lounge, and while you guys are thinking, we can bring up the scores, but yeah. JTAC is about to enter. Uh-oh. Fantasy He's lounge. finally getting involved. Uh-oh. Here we go. 
okay, so I'll bring up the scores as they stand so far. So uh, on the UK Cowboy side, Paul is leading. For the non-UK Cowboy guys, Nick's is leading the scores. So basically, as you can see, you're, you're on there. I put you on there, uh, Mr. JTAC. All mm -hmm. you got to do is we give you the fantasy score um, as offered on the projections by NFL.com. And you just got to say if you think it's higher, lower, or you can push. So say, for instance, the score is 15. If you push, what you're saying is the score can be between 16 and 14. So it's a point either way. Okay. All right. So it gives you a bit of leniency there. Okay. Um, so all you got to do is you just got to get one right and you've beaten Hackma. By the way, Hackma is still fuming. He's <laughs> so mad about that. He's, really, he's not. <laughs> he, he ignored me, actually, the other day. No, surely not. Hey, yeah. we, we love you. Please don't, uh, take, we it. Do. Don't, don't take it to heart. You need to come back to the show and actually redeem yourself. <laughs> he does. He wants to. He wants to. So um, he wants to get 100% right. So he's on 50%. <laughs> the boss, he's actually asking now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and also to his further comment about um, about old number 38, Mr. Jeff Heath. He would never punch us because he's been on the show. So. <laughs> Right, okay then. So, uh, as you can see, these are the scores. JTAC, you're uh, ready to go. So, all we do is I'll ask you these scores. Let's start with Dak Prescott. 23.6 fantasy points. More or less? Oh. Or punch? I would say more. More. I'm... Funny thing, I'm not even playing fantasy football this year, but I'm saying more. I know, I know you jumped out of the league we were in. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get back in it. I just had so much going on, and I just knew yeah. I could be sitting. I get it, I get it. You don't like us that much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going, I'm going with over for Dak. Mm. Paul. So 23.6, so it could be 24.6 or 22.6. So I'm gonna say split four slash even. Okay, so you're gonna push. I'm gonna push. Um, let's go with the running back. Okay, let's start with uh, yeah, let's go in order. Zeke 13.2 fantasy points, which I find crazy when uh I was doing this because he was 6.2 points. You have 15 points last week against Eagles, he's now up against the worst rushing defense in the NFL. So let you know as well, Labarsi's went lower for like that press Oh, like very interesting. Uh, I find this a bit odd, Zeke's score. I don't know where they're going with this. Perhaps they're thinking they run up a, a score and then they just kind of just trickle the rest of the game away. Tony Pollard mixing it. I don't know what they're thinking. But 13.2 fantasy points for Elliot, which I've spelt the name wrong, so I do apologize. Mm, I'll go first this time. Okay. I, go I'm, I'm going to say higher. Because, because yeah, when you think about it, if Zeke's getting like eighty yards at least, then six points—that's fourteen points. So I think with this uh, defense against the Lions, and if Kellen Moore does stick to his guns and actually maybe run the ball a bit more, I'm expecting a big night from Elliott. So that's why I'm going to say more. Go on, yeah, I'm, trying to go, I'm going to go with more as well because I think that there's no way. Oh man, if we, I think Zeke's going to continue to get the ball. He's going to continue to stay revved up. And uh, yeah. he's playing with confidence. Playing yeah. with confidence, he looks better than ever. Offensive mm -hmm. lines blocking well in the run game. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I think you get a cool 90, 100 yard game out of Zeke. You should. 
You should. It's going to be at more than 100 yards. I yeah, see so it. Also, a few catches, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, scrimmage yards as well. Yeah. Like yeah. receiving yards as well. That all plays a part as well. Um, the way yeah. I, I see this, I see Zeke 100, Pollard 40, Dak 20. That's how I see it. I kind of split it all the way down, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in that Yep, so Lebrasti's went higher. Seek keeps it going. Yep, cool. I like it. All right, CD Lamb, 16.3 fantasy points. So far, a lot of people have been doing the over on CD Lamb this year. Really? Yeah, a lot of times, and he hasn't come through. I'm, I'm going to have to go lower on that one, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't want to, but I'm. I think with how with Schultz potentially coming back as well, that might play a factor as well in terms of distribution of Ferguson. targets. Ferguson as well. All um, on some gallop. So I don't see it happening. So I'm going to say lower. I want to go with push because I feel like. Mm. They're gonna need to get CD involved in this offense one way or another. Like we're just not gonna be able to get to where we're trying to go without CD Lamb getting highly involved. And I just feel like Dak is gonna to lean towards CD Lamb to kind of get him in motion as well. Yeah. I'll go with I'll go with push on this one. Um yeah. If I had to lean either way, I would probably say under. Uh, yes, yeah, so, see, I was I was I was kind of on the fence with that myself, Tuck, because it's like it would have been like like so it's sixteen point three so minimum fifteen point three for the push. I was like I'm kind of in like the thirteen fourteen mark, so that's why I'm staying more close. Yeah, it works for yeah. you. Um, so just so you're aware, we because obviously the question marks around Dalton Schultz is Dalton Schultz at eight point eight points or leading tight end. Okay, so if Ferguson comes away with ten points, he becomes the tight end player for Cowboys. Okay. Mm. Only because it's just the question marks on his health. So 8.8. Oh, well, before we do that, is Labarthas also went lower. He thinks Okuda will follow him and Gallup will get the bigger game. Mm. The only sure. issue with that is Jeffrey Okuda right now is allowing 73% of his targets to become a reception. Oof. That's not, that's not a good stat. Yeah. I would say over. Over. Well. I like it. Yeah, I'm saying over as well. Dak's playing, so he needs the yeah. safety valve. Yes. Safety valve, play action, bootlegs, like all those mm -hmm. things. And then yes. young bucks, they can take off with it. So, Yeah, and like extended handoffs to the right. tight end on those flats, yeah. All right, Cowboys defense, seven points. Bear in mind, the Lions offense isn't that bad generally yeah. overall. I'm, I'm going to say push, actually. I like it. That's what right. I would have done. So the push would be eight. Yeah. Uh, eight to six. Like, like they're up against the one of the teams that have given up the least amount of sacks. Um, even interceptions, Goff is not right up there. So Amon St. Brown is healthy after a bye. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm yeah I'm gonna say push. And DeAndre Swift might be playing as well. He might, but I, I, I wonder how whether he's going to be on a pitch count. Yeah, I'll go with over on this. I feel yeah. like the Dallas Cowboys because I feel like you know when you look at them from what they play, of course, Philly Week One, mm -hmm. Minnesota, uh, Washington, 
New England, you know, Seattle. So they haven't really faced a defense like ours thus far. And I think this defense, after what happened on Sunday, they're going to be revved up. So pressure, sacks, fumbles, turnovers. I think it's all going to amount on Jared Goff. So I'll take the over when that's our defense. Well, Lebowski is on your side in that one. He has just said higher. Lane is diminished. We we got a pick and a fumble. Yeah, well, funnily enough, you said yesterday, didn't you, Paul? You asked me. Oh, you said what you know, pick six, and I said, Yeah, pick six, Malik Hooker. I'm saying pick six, Anthony Brown. Yeah, I like that one too. Special teams, nice counts, to... right? Special teams counts, right? Special oh, teams yeah, do yeah. count. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm thinking, oh, no, yeah, you haven't even thought about that. Actually, special teams yeah. do put part in the defensive score as well. So, yeah. not kickers, but yeah, on yeah. the two. If that's the case, then if that's the case, then I will change my answer then <laughs> to higher to higher. Yeah, let me I'm ask sure. you guys this. I'm going to talk about this in one of my videos. You know, in 2020, when Philbin had Pollard being more aggressive in the kickoff return, he was coming out the back of the end zone. Yeah, he started doing that with Turpin. Hmm. But, but we did see him go for a big run last week. He went for like a 54 yard. Yeah, but he's stopping at the at the goal line. He's not fielding in the end zone. Yeah, so, I remember in 2020, we were also like, why is Tony Pollard always returning the ball when the ball's in the end zone? But they yeah. were just being aggressive with the return game. It's like, man, I just need to see Turpin get more opportunity with the ball in his hands. Or they could just give him the ball on offense. I, <laughs> I do think uh, on offense, they need to give him the ball more. Yeah. Like, I, I know, obviously, with Cooper Rush, that's not really an option because you're not, you know, you think like the jet sweeps and behind the line of scrimmage passes, screen passes. It's all about timing and repetition and practice. He hasn't had it. So, but I think with Dak, we're going to see it a bit more, but we'll wait and see. All right, let's go to the lion side. And then we wrap this up. Jared Goff, 14.6 fantasy points. Under. I like it. This is a guy who doesn't know which way the sun rises. <clears throat> I'm going to say split. Okay, you're going for a push. Mm-hmm. All right, I like it. I like it. I like it. Right, DeAndre Swift is looking to come back. Uh, so we're going to go with De- DeAndre Swift rather than Jamal Williams. And he is due for 10.5 fantasy points. So they are thinking he's going to be on a pitch count. Bear in mind, at the moment, DeAndre Swift is on 8.2 yards per carry on the season. And just to add as well, the Barclays went under for Jared Goff. For Goff, yeah, yeah. Um, Swift. I would say over. Yeah, te- for ten point was it ten point what? Eight, ten five. Oh, ten ten five? five. Oh, that was eight. That's all right. Um, I should read that wrong. Okay, ten five. Yeah, I'll push that one. I'll push. You're gonna speed. push it. Yeah, yeah. Push is probably my bet as well. A lot push of pushes. Well. Yeah, a lot of pushes. Double, d- double push. All right, that's fine. Uh, Amon St. Brown, who has been nursing an injury, very uh, hobbled in the New England Patriots game, but been on a bye. He's recovered well. Um, here's an interesting fact for you, right, Tuck? I found this out. So you know, you got Amon St. Brown, you got Ekmania St. Brown, you got Cyrus Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Brown. So the three brothers, they're all named after Persian gods. Oh. Just thought I'd throw that in there for you. Learn something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I was like, there we go. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if there's something there in the family or what, but right. I just thought I'd throw that out there for you. In case it ever comes up. In yeah, let's watch the movies. 
Yeah, you're watching like a pub quiz or something, <laughs> and that comes up. You'd be like, right. ah, sure. I know what this means. Easy money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who is uh, Amon Blara? And you could be like, oh, the Persian God. Right. Yeah. I'm a raw. Yes. But 14.1 fantasy points. Lore. He's sneaky good. He's yeah. sneaky good. But I'm I'm going lower. I'm just looking at his averages and it's like I know he's good enough, but I think with her her our defense are right now to close him down, I think it's gonna be lower because he's averaging he's gonna be up on digs. He's gonna yeah. be up uh, under. Yes, because he's averaging 60, 67.8 yards per game, and he's only scored three touchdowns in the five games this season. So he spent one game out injured, man. Uh, that's right. Sorry, yeah. So uh, even still, so that kind of would work out to be 13 points roughly, yeah. but he's not played the defense like ours, so I'm seeing under. All right, all right, TJ Hawkinson. So, this is a guy I do you know. This I, is, wish, the, I love Hawkinson, man. I, I wish the Cowboys drafted him, I really did. I, I was so you, you, you can see why he was drafted in the first round. You can. Mm? He is class, he's gonna be one of you give him a few more years, you know what it's like with tight ends to you know fully fruit get to fruition yeah. you know like get them past the five-year point they always take a little bit longer tj harkinson 10.4 fantasy points what are we going with he's pretty much the safety blanket for jared goff right now in terms of the detroit lions um he's having a pretty good season you like very Banks. very good I think he's fourth in tight ends among tight ends and seventh in yards. What was it? What was the score? Uh, uh, 10.4. Oh, um, higher. I'm going higher. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, he's, I would say, like, even if he gets like 60 yards and a touchdown, that's 12 points. So, mm. yeah, I it's think PPR. That, it is PPR. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm 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 going higher. Yeah, J Tech. Mm, I would go higher. All right, go higher. Uh, and Labarski <clears throat> has went lower. He's saying no TD. All right then. Um, and then finally the Lions defense five point three fantasy points. Mm, oh, under. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Push. Yeah, uh, yeah, like 5.3 seems a wee bit of a kick in the teeth. So, yeah, anything less than that, it's like they have to be really, really bad. So, yeah, I think I pushed because that will bring it into like 4.3. Uh, yeah, 5.3. Uh, so, 5.3 there, 5, 5 but if you push it, the, 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 the it's the either way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm going push. And same with, and so is Labarski. All right, and you are as well, Tech. There we are. So your scores will be on the doors, sir, when uh, they get posted. I'll let you know how well you did. Um, <laughs> just don't do a hack more on me. All right, all right. We're gonna get. I guess we get a point, man. We get a point, so I'm getting there. <laughs> I mean, to be, in fairness, Hackman did come on to do this when it was the first game of the season with the Bucks. So you imagine like how you would think how the game was gonna go, and plus you've got question marks and all the rest of it. There was Brady with question marks, so it was just the the, the Tampa Bay game will always be a very weird one that started this season right. off. I think. 
But there you are. And your name will be scrolling across the bottom for the rest of this season. There we go. This week. Yeah. So it should be fun. But thank you very much, Ming. Thank you very much for joining us. It was a, a, an honor and a pleasure. We'll get you on again, as always, as we always yeah, say. Um, it's up to you if you want to hang around while we do the advert stuff. But you got a jet, you go. thank you guys for having me on. And yeah. we'll do it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, before you go, though. Yeah. Um, where can everybody find you? Yeah. Uh, that's your, your Twitter and your work, your podcast, yeah. everything else. You can find me on all social media platforms at jtuck151. And my YouTube channel is CFO Sports, man. Come on by. And then we also have cfosportstalk.com. It's our merch store. Definitely check us out. And we're having a good old time, man, talking Cowboys football. So I appreciate you guys. Be sure, be sure, look, be sure to look for that Micah Parsons t-shirt as a baller. <laughs> I got to cook up another one. I'm about to cook up another one. Oh. Got some stash for Christmas. <laughs> we need to we need to find out what the new one's going to be for the draft as well. We need it because last time it was pets, wasn't it? The pets yeah. train. I didn't do one last year because I man, we were picking so late. So hopefully that's yeah. the case. Well, I'll, I'll find somebody. So I, I, I'll uh, try and I'll try and spear one on for you, mate. Right. If, if there was if I was to make a a, a draft T-shirt from last year, it would have been what's his face from Chattanooga that drafted by the Patriots. Cole Strange, yeah, Cole Strange. yeah. yeah. Like, it would be Doctor Strange with Cole, Cole Strange's face on, on it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, uh, we will let you go, mate. Um, so you can crack on doing your thing, and we'll finish off. All right, uh, paying the bills, yeah. But uh, I will speak to you over the weekend, brother. All right, man. Take care. Both of you. See you later, man. Take Thanks. care, man. The beautiful there is. J Tech. The beautiful J Tech. Um, the myth, the legend. That's right. Go on then, Paul. Hit me with it. Yes, guys. So if you're planning on to a Dallas Cowboys game this year, be sure to go check out CowboysExperience.com where you would find your meet and greet, stadium tour, game tickets, and information about the tailgating experience and much, much more. Get to meet players like Jay Novacek, Micah Parsons, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, the legend number legendary 88, Drew Pearson, Hall of Famer, and many, many other more players from the Dallas Cowboys. And also, guys, be sure to go and check out our travel package for next year, where which is associated with Cowboys Experience. You can find all the main information in our Facebook group. And finally, sir. And as you can see, Cowboys fans only CFO Sports is buying there right on the middle. There's Jay Tut there looking all <laughs> handsome. Uh, right above our likes of Law Nation, big places all mentioned. I want to feel all the dark Nice. Just, just show these guys a lot of love. They provide some amazing content, and going, you're not going to be disappointed. Yes, that's right. And finally, the only last one is make sure you go follow on the blog in the boys, where you will find uh, me and Paul. You'll find our articles as well as the podcast, the world's team, and uh, you'll hear us every now and then as well on the roundtable. So make sure you go and follow the blog in the boys. Yeah, that's right, because you can actually, one of our articles just came out, both of our articles came out today, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my yeah, teacher's so, one uh, Yeah, so, yep. yeah, so guys, go and check out, go and check out blog in the boys.com. Let us know what you think, and yeah, yeah. hopefully we'll get this win on Sunday, and yeah, go Cowboys! Yeah, oh, and um, before we hit it, talking blog in the boys, happy birthday, RJ Ochoa. Oh, happy birthday, RJ, let's go! <laughs> Alright, mate, send us out. Go Cowboys, let's get this dub. Woohoo!